son. If you're listening, I'm dead. But uh, I left you this podcast. You'll be all right. Just pretend that I went out for smokes. Welcome back. It's the Offer Smokes Podcast. Before we start, I want to plug some road dates very quickly. I'm coming to a city near you, March 8th, Cleveland, March 9th, Cincinnati, March 10th, Frederick, Maryland, March 16th, Philadelphia, March uh, April 3rd, Chicago, Illinois, and something else. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but go to Mike Racine. Oh, Charlotte, Carol- North Carolina, June 2nd. Go to MikeRacineComedy.com for tickets. And tomorrow night, I will be at the Grove 34 in Astoria, New York. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun for you guys who say, oh, we never, we never know when you're playing in New York. Tomorrow night, we get some very uh, special guests. And uh, I can't wait. And it's the Out for Smokes podcast. Mm. How we doing, Sean? We're good. I heard at the end of your uh, Charlotte date, you're going to lead the audience to the Israeli consulate and self-immolate in front of it. Is that where that guy did that? Uh, the Israeli consulate in D.C., yeah. Oh, okay. But I, there's an Israeli consulate in many cities. Really? Yeah, it's like Elm Street. It's like every town has an Israeli consulate. Yeah. <laughs> there's one in Atlanta. No. It's like McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's making us fat and gay. <laughs> the Israeli consulate. <laughs> you go to New England, they're just everywhere like Dunkin'. It's like, yeah. In New England, there's Dunkin' Donuts slash Israeli consulate. <laughs> Yeah, a woman uh, self-immolated in December. Uh, we're talking about Aaron Bushnell, of course. Yeah. Uh, but a woman actually self-immolated in front of the Atlanta Israeli consulate back in December 2023. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it, and that just disappeared from the news. Mm-hmm. And that's why Aaron Bushnell was smart. I mean, he did the video. Yeah. And that's right. what made him become a global symbol. Like, right. he's being held up as a martyr in the West Bank. He's going to be probably the first American to be honored by the Houthi government in Yemen. Yeah. You know, as a martyr. Um, Damn, what the hell are we doing? Oh, wait, they're, they're honoring? Him? The the Houthis in Yemen are probably That's going so to. Horrible, yes. Dude. It sucks that you just get to experience any of this. I was telling Johnny before the podcast, like, ultimate way of getting pussy is kind of self-immolate. to self-immolate, except mm-hmm. then but no. Like if if yeah. none of what happens from burning on fire happens. You just put silicone on your dick and balls <laughs> so you burn your I'm so I'm sorry that I'm making jokes about this. I did make a couple jokes about this this weekend. I lost about a hundred uh, Twitter followers. People told me I was tasteless. And, well, that's the th- and, it's like we're supposed to make sure, but the guy's a hero. Yeah, of course. So, but you know, it is funny. I said we were going to send him an out for smokes t shirt, and somebody was like, he's dead. And then someone was like, how did Michael Brooks associate with you for you're so tacky? That's right. Which is, you know, <sighs> yeah. um, if, yeah. if Michael Brooks, thank God he can't see this. Yeah. The, the, the shame Mike Racine would bring to him. Yeah. Um, but no, the, uh, I found it funny all the right wingers who are like, "Yeah, this guy self-immolated for clout or for virtue <laughs> yeah, signaling." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what those words mean? <laughs> no. Like, I'm getting my I'm getting my Twitter following up by setting myself on fire and burning to death. Yeah, and not only did he do that last weekend, but Shane Gillis hosted SNL. That's right. So it was just an amazing weekend for white boys. You know, 2024 <laughs> white, white boys, boys are boy. coming back. <laughs> it was white boy weekend. One po- white boys are cool again. Sorry to do it during Black History Month. I know everybody. it was kind of well. But, um, you know. It's towards the end. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So R.I.P. 
I was about to say this is like the least black Black History Month has ever felt for me, and then I realized <laughs> I kinda, why. I agree. Why? Yeah. Why? Because I've been in a relationship for seven years. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. But no, they don't. It's not like a thing. They don't go. Okay, it's February. We're gonna. You know. It's this really is the funny. the first Black History Month Scott has not been in a relationship <laughs> with a black woman. Yeah, I'm like, why are things not black anymore? Oh, <laughs> what's different about yeah. this? Like the world's not focusing on race anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just a white guy now. Scott, do you have any? <laughs> Watch me for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> is that my mother? <laughs> that's your that's your mother, yeah. I don't know if that's what she sounds like. No, 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 she doesn't. You know. No. It is how she thinks though. She thinks like that, but she don't sound like that. <laughs> yeah. She sounds like a nice lady. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, do you want dinosaur chicken nuggets or regular? <laughs> I told you I ate like a tub of ice cream, sadly. Oh, okay. Sad as hell. Month, like when nice. I first moved back home, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, she was like, I noticed you, you love ice cream. She's just nice. like, dude, it's just a she freezer got you another of tub. ice cream. She got you another-, another tub. It's a freezer of ice cream. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've been doing that recently. I went to Trader Joe's and they have these like these like cinnamon sandwich cookies. Mm. They're oh, like or- they're like cinnamon Oreos. Mm. And every time I go, I'm like, I can't do that because I'll eat the whole box in a day, yeah. you know. But then then I went last time and I'm like, where's the cinnamon cookies? They were gone. So then the last time I went, they did have the cinnamon cookies, and I said, okay. <sighs> You should just, just, just keep. So, oh my God, they have them. And I'm like, this is a sign that I have to get these cinnamon cookies. Mike Racine's martyrdom is he keeps eating and then he has a heart attack in front of the Israeli consulate. Yeah. <laughs> and a guy comes out with a gun and he makes yeah. him get on the ground. He has heartburn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh, all right, so some people some people do a hunger strike. What I'm going to do is a little different. <laughs> I'm going to eat Burger King chicken nuggets until I pass away. <laughs> just getting uh just getting fatter and fatter. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, this um this did feel like the one thing that you could kind of, I don't know, make a few jokes about even though people didn't uh, didn't like it. Well, the thing about self-immolation where it's like, yeah, you look into it and you go, this is amazing and powerful. Even yeah. when you watch the video, there's that, and we'll get to it, but there is a moment that I think you go, fuck, that might be more powerful than you anything. Watch, yeah. Yeah, watch the video. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, um, you know, you explode into flames and that's funny. Like, you forget that part. That's something about... <sighs> Mm-hmm. Is hilarious. Mm-hmm. A you ever see? Mm-hmm. You ever see the video of the? <laughs> Why? What? Well, you ever see the video of the white kid? Like uh, uh, he's uh, standing on like the top of a bridge over water, uh-huh. and he like dumps gasoline on himself, mm-hmm. and he's like uh, just in a bathing suit, dumps mm-hmm. gasoline over himself, lights himself. Is on flames and does a backflip into the water. <laughs> yeah, this is and, like you know, and it's like CKY it, shit, right? And it ex- extinguishes politics. the flames, and he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, but that was just like you know, this is why white people conquered the world because they're so insane. <laughs> they're insane. <laughs> just yeah. they just wanted it more. <laughs> yeah, they're willing to fucking light themselves on fire and jump over backwards into a lake. Or some sort of body of water, but that has to damage your skin, right? I'm sure it's not great, but the yeah. the I would views be so on drunk, yeah, that's... my video, I'd be slurring, but I would try to make my point, but I'd be like, I'm about to set myself on fire. <laughs> I'd be so fucking buzzed. I guess that's yeah. an example of lighting yourself on fire for cloud. The views on TikTok, sure. I'm sure, sure, amply rewarded the skin graft he had to get or whatever. But they say that when people like jump off bridges, people who survive that kind of suicide attempt yeah. say that like as soon as they jump off, they regret doing it well it's like not a tall bridge the video 
It's, I mean, it was like No, but short... people who have like yeah. tried to kill themselves by jumping off a bridge and yes. have survived, they say as they're falling, they regret it. They regret it like immediately. Mm. So I wonder if when you light yourself on fire- You regret it. Do you regret it? Yeah. Well, yeah. but the thing about, and, and typically I'd say, yeah, but this brother was screaming free Palestine the whole exactly. time. Yeah. Like at some yeah. point you break character and you go, okay, but also water, you know, <laughs> extinguisher. Yeah. Like he didn't stop, drop, or roll. Like he just lit up and stood there. He took it. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, we have no choice but to. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like. <laughs> to donate our <laughs> Patreon money to his family. <laughs> Well, you know, they always talk about the uh, the Buddhist monk who let himself on fire, who's like famously on the Rage Against the Machine cover. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, that's such a, a much more a communal culture, Buddhism. Like he was the senior monk he, and he volunteered to do it because he was the most senior monk. He was considered the leader. You know, many other Buddhist monks and like five others uh, in, the, in the year after would also self-immolate mm -hmm. in the protest. But so it's just so out of the ordinary of America to see self-immolation here because we're all taught to be so selfish. We're all taught that, right. you know, uh, we're all microeconomic, uh, you know, rational actors, self-maximizing profits. Yeah, it starts uh, with Frankenstein. You know, they go, fire bad. <laughs> right. So that's why it's so out of character that when a cop sees a self-immolation, they're like, oh, I better pull out my gun mm -hmm. and make him get on the ground because mm -hmm. he couldn't be doing a protest. Oh, I forgot about the gun thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, in the video, the uh, embassy security guard <laughs> points a gun at him and, and secures, <laughs> secures the situation. Yeah. yeah. Drop yeah, your fire. Movies. Yeah, it's the human torch, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's his weapon. Um, but that's, the, you know, the liberals, like the Democrats and stuff, they're just, they just could, they, they're like, no, you know, my mm -hmm. microeconomic model that says, why are you self-immolating? It doesn't fit into my microeconomic model of rational actors maximizing profit, individual mm -hmm. profit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to yeah. their worldview. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, uh, it's hard to wrap your head around because it's like this, this guy seems like a very, a very cool guy. I kind of wish he was like still alive, Yeah, you know? And I saw that, uh, I saw that that guy, Michael, uh, Michael Ian Black on Twitter mm -hmm. was like, uh, he goes, I guess we're at the burn yourself alive part of America. And I just wish that I was like, God, I wish he set you on fire instead Damn. of himself. I wish P. Diddy raped him to get a record contract. <laughs> I wish P. Diddy had forcible hey, sex hey, with him. Hey, Michael Ian Black, I wish P. Diddy stuck his, set his dick on fire and forcibly yeah. <laughs> put it in your butthole. I wish, I wish when Michael Ian Black was 10. Are we ten uh, yeah, 10 minutes, baby. <laughs> you got to wait 10 minutes yeah, before, before you advocate for, yeah. P, for P. Diddy raping Michael Ian Black with, with, fire his, with his fire penis. <laughs> Fire dick is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wish when Michael E. Black was no one's no one's fucking with our money tonight. <laughs> I wish when Michael E. Black was, right. was ten, P. Diddy made him wrestle for Frosted Flakes. Yeah, Johnny, thank you for setting up this timer in the room. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I didn't do that too early. Um, Did you see that clip of uh, what Kevin Hart? There's a live stream with. P. Diddy mm -hmm. and P. Diddy was talking about like yeah when Usher was ten we would I was a little older and we would wrestle for Frosted Flakes yeah, for cereal yeah more like, of that yeah Kevin Hart was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah this There's is video, a live stream video of him begging Justin Bieber to like continue to hang out with him they had a sleepover or something mm. Jesus Christ 
<laughs> just like weirdo shit. Just had to become the new Michael Jackson. Yeah. Celebrity is like that. I think it's one of the reasons we notice like the child predator shit mm-hmm. more because mm-hmm. it's a place where children are allowed to work. You know, so it's like, oh no, this is fun. We're doing a bit. We're yeah. we're like colleagues. It's like he's five. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho. Yeah. Like if if five year olds, you know, did truck work with you, right? Yeah, you know, there'd be more people complaining about. It also must be like a huge prize if you're a child molester to to get Justin Bieber. Justin oh, you think Diddy like knew those cameras ro- were rolling? He was trying to impress the predators. Me, yeah, right. Yeah, it would, it would yeah. be like you going out with Margot Robbie or right. Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, if you're right. a pedophile, that's the right. pedophile equivalent. <laughs> it's the yeah, it's the pedophile Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, um, um, I do p- like P Diddy is like the the modern uh, Roman dictator Sulla. Mm-hmm. Just like a mass murdering bisexual rapist, <laughs> <laughs> a powerful mass murdering bisexual rapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he killed. Uh, you think he he killed uh, Biggie, or had uh, anything to do with that? I I think Biggie was done by Suge Knight, uh-huh. but P Diddy was probably involved in. And that's the other thing is like you know Tupac. If you look, he has all these like. Uh, puffy up and vibe like a bitch to hide that fact he did some shit that he shouldn't have did mm-hmm. and he says like you know what or something like you know there's like a lot of cryptic references to i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know when exactly Peter what if and this. i don't want to disrespect oh deb's calling i don't want to disrespect biggie but what if you know diddy was in the car when biggie got shot what if he didn't catch any bullets because he was he was giving biggie road hit <laughs> 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 was Biggie driving? What is <laughs> yes. He was dead. And he seven. looked up <laughs> and all the bullets had missed him. <laughs> the investigators are like, yeah, seven bullets went through the passenger side window. Yeah. And then exactly had- where your head would have been if you had a seatbelt on. So Even if it was like his first time sucking dick, if it prevented you from dying, wouldn't you be like, I have to suck dick for the rest of my life? Like, clearly this is a godsend. <laughs> this is the way. I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard, but you not right? <laughs> dancing. Just, just thinking about just gets out of dodging the those bullets. Gets out of the car, so <laughs> oh. I might have been sucking your dick in that car. No, no, no I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put that in the song. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but then, you know, I like Wikipedia self immolation. I only know about like the Vietnamese dudes doing it. Right, that was Vietnam, like the Buddhist. Yeah. So the um, um, or sorry, go ahead. Which what happened to them? They got because it's like oh, Buddhist persecution. They just weren't allowed to practice their Buddhism. Right. So the the, the monk in the Rage Against the Machine cover is a, a thick Quang duck. I assume I'm pronouncing it wrong. So but, funny that yeah. it's like it's the 1980s uh, funny name. You know. Like Long Duck Dong. What's his name again? Yes. Yeah. Okay, continue. Oh, from 16 Candles? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a legitimate hero, and we can just make fun of his name. Yeah. <laughs> just complete losers. Yeah, say it again, say it again. No, but uh, 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 Thick Quang Duck, or however you actually pronounce it, he uh, set himself on fire in Vietnam in 1963, and he was protesting against the Diem government in South Vietnam, was heavily Catholic, and they discriminated against Buddhists, and they, like, you know, uh, broke up uh, Buddhist worship, didn't allow them to um, uh, raise their flags, and then the the the, the military broke up a, a Buddhist protest against this and killed, like, I think nine people. And so he self-immolated in response to that, and, you know, the picture went around the world. Of course, you've seen it on the Rage Against the Machine cover, but John F. Kennedy, he saw it on the, the newspapers in the White House. 
Uh, he was recorded saying, oh, God, when he you know, first saw it, I think he was talking on the phone at the time, um, and he said, you know, no image has spread around the world faster and with more emotional resonance than that one did. And you can imagine why. Um, <clears throat> and ultimately, like, uh, DM would, uh, would be cooed by the CIA, uh, partly because of that, partly because of the protest, partly because Peter Dell Scott says he was reaching out to North Vietnam and trying to uh, yeah. set up some sort of peace deal. But, you know, ultimately... He won. And that's the other thing about the Aaron Bushnell thing is you see all these kind of, you know, fucking losers online who can't look anywhere past their own end of their nose right. saying, oh, this doesn't matter. This doesn't make a difference. And it's like, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these actions will have consequences. Like, the Daniel Ellsberg leaked the Pentagon papers because he saw some guy set himself on fire in front of the Pentagon outside of um, Robert McNamara's office. Hmm. So it's like these things do have consequences. They do inspire other people. And, you know, the Vietnamese uh, monk protests did very much inspire opposition and eventually topple the DM government. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's too early to tell, but it's just, it's, it's just so... It's something where I've gotten very cynical yeah. because, you know, I was really into, obviously, when I was younger, Obama 08 and then Occupy Wall Street and then both Bernie campaigns. And it's sort of like, you know, you get... Ch- and now you finally found your, your true political <laughs> <Self> identity. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you get cheated on and you can't trust anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. You like you get mm-hmm. very cynical. You're like, yeah, no, we, we really tried our best at, like, selfless politics in America, but this shit isn't going to work. You just kind of got to take care of your friends and family, look out for number one, just accept that it's like the people here are too, you know, whatever. Uh, everybody's just focused on their own pocketbook. But then, you know, a guy who's Aaron Bushnell was 25 years old. He's a decade younger than me. A guy a decade younger than me comes along and, like, shames me mm-hmm. for that kind of cynicism and selfishness mm-hmm. by doing something where it's like, you know, you can agree or disagree with the tactic, but he has forced everyone to pay attention to Gaza again sure. when there's nothing Democrats and Republicans want to do more than just not talk about Gaza, just focus on anything else. Well, what if we all just like burned our hair off or just burned off our, our eyebrows? I don't know. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it about uh, guys from Philly? Mm. Like I thought that, because sometimes when I get pushback for talking about this stuff, I, uh, I'll click on these guys' profiles and they're, a lot of them are from Philly. And I thought that guys from Philly were uh, were mean. Hmm. I didn't realize they were just like cucked losers who feel who feel like they can't do anything. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are down low. Uh-huh. A lot of them have signed record contracts with P. Diddy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Meek Mill was implied. Yeah. yeah. Philadelphia rapper. Yeah. Usher and Meek Mill are the, uh, the two people alleged to... It's like this, right? Lost- but I don't know if you've seen Meek Mill's Twitter. Yes, but apparently he has um, said that he's heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, he explained he's all the admitted. types of way he likes it and how it feels <laughs> and how slimy it can get. He, he he came out as as heterosexual. Yeah, he had an album come out today. What I liked so much about he's like, it. Mm, I love how pussy be feeling like Nickelodeon gag. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Somebody on Twitter was like, yeah, the Meek Mill track names look kind of sus now. <laughs> he's got a song called like Came From The Bottom. Yeah, that's the opening track. <laughs> you know what's funny though? He In one of his tweets, he like wrote out the word pussy, but then he censored it like later yeah. in the tweet. Yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah, he was tweeting like the guy who like pretends to have gotten laid in middle school or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
where he was uh, talking about, yeah, I don't let pussy control me, but if I'm with a woman, some of your faves, <laughs> I fuck at least twice a day. <laughs> Something like that. And he's like yelling at uh, that dude, D- DJ Academics or whatever, because, yeah. you know, DJ Academics is just scrolling and live, whatever, and people watched it. And he's like, you're, you're done. It's like, this is like, this seems like litigation. We're not just reading something that he made up. It's fucking happening. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. How, how, uh, if Diddy like kissed you on the cheek, would you stop associating with Diddy? Kiss on the cheeks. He says goodnight. No, right? <clears throat> You're picking up the phone the next day. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, he probably puts his think- hand on your lap while you're driving the next day. Mm-hmm. You talking to Diddy the next day? Mm-hmm. Hand on the lap, like 10 minutes, hand on the lap, yeah. just driving. Yeah, I don't know. It's different, right? It's weird because Colin Jost molested me for years. <laughs> It'd be funny if he molested you and couldn't even get you the SNL writer's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, we tried our best. Yeah, I like, I like go, go over to his house to like uh, have consensual sex. So it feels normal. Anyway, that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the P. Diddy lawsuits were what? Um, the, there's multiple. Like, this guy committed 80% of all non-prison homosexual rapes, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, but well, like, that. what the, the woman alleges... I mean, and women... Uh, his ex-girlfriend says he raped her, too, and says he, like, made her be with other men and would watch and just, like very weird behavior mm-hmm. um, yeah they're sort of laying it out like he's um he's an epstein type right and you know somebody one of the conspiracy accounts i follow on twitter was pointing out john potash is the author we might have mentioned um uh with regards to the tupac murder he's kind of uh, uh theorized or i mean he's one of the people who's uh pointed out there was like an fbi car directly behind tupac like they were tailing him that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he was killed by the fbi but they were tailing him at the time mm-hmm. um and he alleges that there was like a cointel pro type thing at death row records like where the fbi was you know following these kind of radical rappers like tupac and mm-hmm. you know keeping tabs and uh, discrediting them trying to start feuds and, and this sort of thing and so people have kind of pointed out well it seems like that whatever that kind of COINTEL pro type thing in the 90s never actually stopped mm-hmm. where you do have guys like P. Diddy who are like <sighs> linked into more powerful systems and do seem to well, I don't know he's apparently telling rapper, male rappers and R&B singers that if they want a contract they have to like have anal sex with him and showing videos of him having anal sex with other people yeah. who have record deals yeah do you think the FBI started a feud with uh, us and Adam Friedland? Very possible. Do you think they're behind that? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a shame? You can't just be an artist who's like a little bit uh, on the left and be successful because then the feds will step in. Right. Yeah. I, how, how many patrons would it take for you to have sex with P. Diddy? Uh, like once or like regularly? I feel like you don't, he doesn't do it just once though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to be like, no, I don't know. He seems like he would be a, like when a little kid pets a dog, like that's yeah. how he is with sex, you know, where you're like, yeah. you're going to hurt me. And it's not even because you have a big dick. It's just because like you're having that's too much you're... fun that's not even sexual. You're like jumping around yeah. when you're supposed to be fucking my ass, P. Diddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So no, I want it. And then just because I think he'd be playing too much. Who did he dangle off a balcony? Yeah. Did he dangle something? Uh, no, that was well, Shug well, Knight did dangle, I guess a few people like Vanilla Ice and Vanilla stuff. Ice. But Diddy oh. as well dangled someone <clears throat> off a balcony. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like an R&B singer or something. 
Mm-hmm. I guess Chris Brown is implied too. Mm. Yeah, it's so annoying when you're trying to have gay anal sex and the producer P. Diddy's all up in the videos dancing. <laughs> right. Come to death row if you don't want that. Is Suge Knight in jail right now? Yeah, he's in jail. So. Damn, they got him. Yeah. For real shit too, right? It's like... We killed a guy on the set of the Straight Outta Compton movie. Oh, yeah, he, he ran him over. He got yeah. nervous and ran... Well, that's his defense. He Was that like scared. all these guys were circling him? So. Yeah, the anxiety. Yeah. And so he ran a dude over. I remember TMZ posting that. Hmm. They made a biggie movie, right? Yeah. I think it was pretty bad. I never saw it. Wasn't he like, Puffy, you're my best friend. Oh, actually, no. I did see it. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. I saw it on TV. Did Sean Kingston play him? I forget who played him. <laughs> no, Sean Kingston didn't Oh, he play didn't? Him. But I thought he was like, <laughs> I talks to play Biggie. <laughs> no, that's great, though. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't Sean. Maybe I dreamed that. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, you're Biggie. How long did you know Diddy for before you die? Four or five years, something like that? Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, they were, they were best friends, you know? Like, that's like your label just because he helped you get famous. Yeah. I'd be a little mm. irritated about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know how funny it'll be, but we can talk about Aaron Bush no more. Because, I mean, I do... Sure. I'm so into it. Well, that's the thing. You know, it, uh, like I said, it really woke me up out of a lot of cynicism. And, uh, the, the again, the right-wingers, some of the, the liberal Democrat people, they're like, well, if it's so inspired, why don't you set yourself on fire? Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, again, you're missing the point. This is like, people need martyrs, people need symbols. And mm-hmm. what a guy like Aaron Bushnell tells you is that he expands what you think human beings are capable of. Mm -hmm. Like, you look at everything that's going on in Gaza, and if you care, which you should, you question, what am I doing? And you can look at Aaron Bushnell, and you can say, I can do slightly more. Mm -hmm. I can donate more of my time. I can donate more money. I can, you know, be more active. I can maybe spend a little less time drinking and doing drugs in order to kind of spend more of my time trying to help other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, that's what these these martyrs do is, uh, like, we actually, on the last Patreon, before that happened, we talked about Franz Jägerstadter, who was um, an Austrian, who's uh, the movie A Hidden Life by Terrence Malick kind of portrays his life story, but he was a uh, a devout Catholic who refused to sign, uh, who was conscripted into the German military in World War II, and he refused to sign the Hitler Oath, which was the German military in World War II, they all had to pledge an oath of loyalty to Adolf Hitler. And he just, he said, yeah, sure, I'll enlist, I'll be a medic, but I'm not going to swear loyalty to Hitler. And they cut his head off. And even right before they cut his head off, they said, sure, just sign this piece of paper. And everyone around him said, you can just take the oath with not believing it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You're not betraying Christ if you do that. Mm-hmm. And he still got his head cut off. And, and you know, these same people who condemn Aaron Bushnell would say, oh, that's pointless. Yeah. You're like, you know... Y- in that in that case, you're leaving your wife and kids behind and all that, mm-hmm. and it's like he, did he, he didn't have. Did he have a wife and kids? Aaron Bushnell did not have a wife no. and kids, but the uh, Francie Eggers daughter did. <clears throat> and uh, and again, they're just not understanding the point, which is that these people become martyrs for the rest of us. Yeah, you know, it is like it is parallel to Christ. There's no way around it. That's what all the Christian martyrs did is yeah. paralleled the suffering of Christ, and they died for the rest of us. Yeah. Where you know, we talk about World War II and the Holocaust. All the Germans were evil. Of course, they knew. Why didn't more resist? Why didn't more do something? And the only argument anyone has is those people like Sophie Schall and uh, Franz Jägerstadter and, uh, you know, others. But 
it's those very few martyrs mm-hmm. kind of redeem the entire German people because they were the ones who resisted and did something. And it's the same thing with America right now. Yeah. It's Aaron Bushnell, you know, years from now, when they say, what did Americans do during this? Aaron Bushnell's the guy that kind of died for the rest of us, for the sake of the rest of us. And you kind of should feel some obligation to earn that, mm-hmm. to, you know, you don't have to light yourself on fire, but you should evaluate what you're doing and recognize that, yes, it, you can do more. Yeah. I guess when you think about it, that is the most that someone's done for, for Gaza. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I mean, again, the other lady did, in December, self-immolate in front of the Atlanta Israeli consulate. Yeah. But, you know, again, Aaron Bushnell understood the media enough to understand... Right, video and the symbolism of video. When you're in the air force, and you're wearing your shit. You know, yeah. like that's that's massive. Yeah, it's a guy in fatigues. Yeah, on fire. Yeah, I wonder if that lady in Atlanta, if she like got her tripod set up and then went to hit record and her her <laughs> battery <didn't> died. <laughs> <laughs> like me, every set that yeah. I <laughs> that I dim. Um, yeah, I guess it's funny because it is like when you have. Um, when you have moral convictions, it's not always an easy life because you like annoy your family and you annoy everybody on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <What>? You know <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, I it's it's like you have to you make sacrifice when you have to annoy people. When you have morals, you, you have to annoy. It, people? it ends. It, it ends up. You end up annoying people. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I guess so. I sent my mom a picture of. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I sent my mother a picture of a, a child that starved to death <laughs> this fucking guy what <laughs> nothing i don't know your approach is different it's interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> good i mean i'm trying to raise awareness i guess <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i can i am trying to convince the people close to me that you uh, should make gifs out of it i think you t- for good know. out of the uh, all the atrocity you've seen you should be the mm-hmm. first person to make gifs mm-hmm. so you could send your friends not just pictures of these atrocities but moving pictures, mm. or maybe like I think a- that's your call because you're bothering yeah. people, but you are you're doing good. Uh huh. So make gifs of of a uh, of a genocide. Yeah, or add yeah. like sound effects or something. Sure, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> I sent her this picture and I said, "Look at this, kids are kids are starving to death." And she goes, "Do you want to come down to visit on Saturday or Sunday?" <laughs> that, that's that's what you deserve. Yeah? Yeah, because you're coming down to visit, mm-hmm. you know? I think she deserves the picture of the kid, <laughs> if I'm being honest. You bring that up to her. You know, you go, hey, did you see, you know, Aaron Bushnell lit himself on fire? What do you think about that? And you talk to her. You don't just randomly bomb people photos. Yeah. Well, I tried to do a joke a long time ago, and comics liked it, but I couldn't get audiences to get on board with it. But it was like, um, you know, people say that vegans are annoying, mm-hmm. but but they are sort of like morally right and i wonder if they were people who were against slavery during slavery <laughs> that just annoyed all their family and friends <laughs> like they were like you know where your shirt comes from right and they're like yeah yes it comes from slaves <laughs> i don't know what you want me to do about it <clears throat> so yeah but um i don't know i i think i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna keep annoying people. whoever's annoyed by me can keep getting annoyed or unfollow me right suck a dick Unless you live in Cleveland, Cincinnati, <laughs> or Frederick, Maryland. Other, and otherwise, buy a ticket this weekend. Um, Chris Hedges wrote about Aaron Bushnell um, uh, uh, pretty well on his Substack, hmm. But he talks about in the Velvet Revolution uh, in, um, in uh, Czech Republic, 
There's a 20-year-old university student named Jean Pollock who mm-hmm. set himself on fire in 1969 to protest the Soviet invasion of what was then Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. So he self-immolated in 1969, and then in 1989, during the Velvet Revolution, he became a national hero. He became like a symbol of all these street protests, mm-hmm. and that's 20 years later. Yeah. So that's the thing when you're evaluating someone like Aaron Bushnell. He, he, again, these people want to... <clears throat> They're doing some. They're doing two things at the same time. They know how dangerous martyrs are, so they're trying to discredit Aaron Bushnell. Like they made up some fake. They were spreading this on Twitter, a fake mm-hmm. Reddit post mm-hmm. that he said like Gaza or Palestine will be free when all the Jews are dead. Like he never said that, but a right, bunch of those right. pro-Israel accounts are spreading this sure. fake Reddit post, and then they're taking like the things from his Reddit history. I so, mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> I guess technically, the things from his. If I could push a button. Just kidding. The things from his Reddit history, like most of them were like, you know, pretty sensible. Yeah. I, I think he comes off as a very like sensible, sensible, intelligent yeah, yeah, young yeah. man. Um, but, you know, they're trying to spread those around. They're trying to discredit him. But they're doing that at the same time that they're saying this doesn't matter. He accomplished nothing. He threw his life away for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's you can just kind of tell that they're lying by the fact that they're on the one hand saying this didn't matter, he accomplished nothing, and at the same time they're devoting all their energy to smearing him, finding things out about him, yeah. and by doing that they're revealing he did matter. You know, the state recognizes how dangerous martyrs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. state recognizes it, the Chinese, you know, the uh, the liberals love all the fucking uh, free Tibet people who have set themselves on fire right. in, you know, Tibet, India, China to, to protest, uh, the you know, Chinese occupation of Tibet or whatever, Mm -hmm. but uh, all of a sudden when it comes home and when it really kind of is against the, what is so far, I think the worst crime of the 21st century, just in terms of, and you know, that might be controversial to say, but I think, I mean, it's fucking horrific, man. It's just, the the reason, you know, I'm sorry to rant here a bit, but the Mm -hmm. reason why the Darfur, for example, doesn't get, or, you know, Rwanda doesn't quite get compared to the Nazi Holocaust is we're talking about a modern state, you know, or like a modern fully developed state. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, a a, a more uh, third world country. This is like, these have, these are what we're supposed to think of as civilization. Right. You know, these like enlightened liberal democracies, and they're committing these horrific crimes Mm -hmm. against children against in this case starving people like Aaron Bushnell immolated and then immediately today when we're coming to record this uh, the Israelis just massacred at least 112 people who were starving mm-hmm. who were in North Gaza and who were trying to get to food aid convoys mm-hmm. and they yeah, just saw that yeah so you know and the Israelis even released like fucking drone footage of mobs of people in North Gaza rushing towards these food trucks because these people are being starved to death. Yeah, they're starving. Well, that's why they're not showing you footage of them starving on the ground. They're yes. just little ants running towards it. Exactly. And then the cars run them over and shit. Yes, yeah. yeah. Some of them were run over by the cars. Some of them were trampled. But that was all started because the Israelis in their tanks opened fire on a, on a crowd of people that were starving and Star- rushing towards aid, aid trucks. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, again, they killed at least 112 people. They crushed them with their tanks, shot them. I mean, this is... Horrific, and this is like what Aaron Bushnell gave his life to bring attention to and to also give some sort of symbol of resistance to tell people in America, you can do more to stop this. You don't have to light yourself on fire, but you can do more. Yeah. We can still stop this. Yeah. Is there any, um, do you see any like positive outcome? Yeah, Joe Biden loses. Yeah. Trump puts him in prison. Sure, and Trump makes a deal. <laughs> yeah, Trump yeah. makes a deal. I don't know. I mean, 
That's the thing. Like, if Joe Biden does win, I'm not sure what consequences there are for what's been done in Gaza. And I guess that's not an endorsement of Trump, but it's also, I mean, I'm just hoping that if we can, if there's enough pressure from Democratic voters, maybe they'll get some sort of deal where there isn't a ground invasion of Rafa. And, uh, but, you know, I don't know what a deal looks like, but it's like the U.S. has all the cards. All they have to do is recognize a Palestinian state mm-hmm. and say, we're going to defend the borders of this Palestinian state. And that's yeah. the end. Well, it's not quite the end of it, but that'll start the end of it. Who the, the U.S. has to recognize the Palestinian state? Which is what the Biden people are teasing. They're saying we're going to eventually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as of right now, there's still I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah. that's all the U.S. has to do is recognize a Palestinian state. They, the U.S. is the... We provide Israel with almost all the weapons. We yeah. provide them with their Security Council veto. The U.S. just has to um, has to step in and say, you know, here's where the border is. Mm-hmm. You guys play nice for a bit. It just doesn't make any sense because, like, even the people in the Biden administration, like, what do they think is going to, like, what is their best case scenario? What are they hoping happens? Um, the status quo. I, I mean, I think they want to, like, try to free like not the status quo of violence i think they want to get back to the pre-october 7th status quo Mm -hmm. and um you know i mean i don't see that happening i don't see it happening it's kind of an unrealistic goal but i think that's what they're going to or they're going towards is like just let the israelis get it out of their system let them do a bunch of killing and they definitely i think the biden people really do want this shit to kind of stop by April or May. Yeah. But it seems like the Israelis are trying to start a war with Lebanon. So, uh-huh. I mean, this shit, it, it really does seem like it could spiral out of control. And, you know, we've mentioned Hezbollah and Lebanon, like they would absolutely pound the shit out of Tel Aviv with, with missiles and rockets of, you know, much higher capability than um, Hamas has. Yeah. Like it would be, it'd be a bloodbath. So that's cool. So maybe the, the one good thing happening is some missiles landing in, <laughs> Tel, Aviv. in Tel Aviv. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Eve Barlow getting hit by a missile. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you see the New York Times that rape story was completely exposed as a fake? I've been saying that. Oh, that. I've yeah. been saying that our yeah. boys didn't rape anybody. <laughs> 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 I knew like, they didn't do it. I I just This is a They're Muslim. They don't do that kind of thing. It's in the Quran, you fucking idiots. And now what uh, Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Everybody owes me an apology. Jordan Jensen, Ian Fidance, Adam Friedland, you all owe me an apology. Please write me a written apology that said, we're sorry for thinking that Hamas raped anyone. This is a story in The Intercept. Uh, It just came out today, actually. Um, So the New York Times story was done by like three reporters, or one of them was just a lady named Annette Schwartz, who was uh, not a reporter. She's an Israeli filmmaker and a quote-unquote former Israeli Air Force. You guys got any takes on girls named Annette? I've noticed the real Annette. fucking problems. Oh, uh, is it a knot? Well, this A-N-A-T. is a knot. A knot. a knot. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? Hey, with scratch that. Never <laughs> mean Annette. I met is great. Annette Benning. Oh, who's, I don't know. I just know Annette's in my who personal do you know life. Annette? You know? Oh, yeah. In my life, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So you go. Who do you know, Annette? Like, like I know only celebrities. You know, I just know people, and yeah, I always go. Hmm. Okay. I feel like Mary Ann's are a problem. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know any Mary Ann's. Yeah. Hmm. What else? You know what? You know what's a, a douchebag name for God? Henry. 
Huh. I don't know any Henrys. I don't know any, like... Maria's are usually strong women. I'm not even mm-hmm. complimenting or insulting, but Maria always has an opinion, you know? And a Maria... You know who's a... Pe- Henry's a piece of shit and Andrew's a piece of shit. Ooh. If you know any Andrews. Yeah. I know some nice Andrews. Who? Andrew Slater, comedian. He's Andrew a nice Sh- guy. Oh, yeah. Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. <laughs> Andrew, we're big fans. You know, you know who's always a nice guy is Sean, like Sean P. Diddy Combs. <laughs> yeah. The problem with Sean is there's different spellings. There's different you know? spellings, yeah. yeah. There's this, this the spelling where you have sex sensually in the ass with a man. Mm-hmm. There's the spelling where it's not as sensual. There's good Sean, there's e- neutral Sean, there's evil Sean. So yeah. like, good Sean is S-E-A-N, neutral Sean is S-H-A-U-N, hmm. and then evil Sean is S H A W N. Oh, S H W N. It's yeah. You you decided to write like that's you write that uh, on on like a desk, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. Right. S H A W N. Your parents shouldn't give you that spelling. No. You should be S E A N, and then you change it to S H A W N when you think you're being a rebel mm-hmm. or you want to be like a, a pro wrestler or something. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Sean Camp was accused of rape, but I guess he was accused of being involved in a drive-by shooting. How? Oh, okay. And what about Sean? No, because Sean King is, but he's kind of neutral. He's not really evil. Right. Yeah. S-H-A-U-N. I mean, Sean King freed the Israeli hostages that were Americans (laughs) (laughs) when he (laughs) negotiated directly between Hamas and the Israeli government. I mean, let him have some fun. Who cares? Who cares? They banned my man off Instagram. Let him sell his $80 hoodies. You know, I didn't want to reveal this, but the Out for Smokes podcast, we were talking to Aaron Bushnell in the week before, mm-hmm. and we we gave him some notes mm-hmm. on uh, on the, the the speech he should give beforehand. We were going to have him on the show. We were like, hey, man, you know, usually our guests are a little more famous. Um, is there anything you could do to sort of up your profile? Because we have had on, like, Nimesh Patel. And uh, who else have we had on? <laughs> Ian Fidance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 surprised he wasn't following you though, Sean, on Twitter. You'd think a guy who mm. lights himself on fire for Palestine would at least be liking your tweets over the last yeah. few months. Yeah. It seems like he mostly used Reddit. Oh, but yeah. yeah, it is true. Like all of you know that guy who like listened to Chapo Trap House and like shot his sister and a bunch of people in, in Ohio. In Ohio yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he no. followed me on Twitter. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. I no he did it. He did. I I'm, I'm not making that up. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying for Oh yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, um, you should have DM'd him. <laughs> he would have given you advice on what to do. It wouldn't be killing your sister. Yeah, you watched the Bushnell thing. You watched like the full video. No, you didn't. No, it's, I don't. He talks. Know. He like he's walking and he talks. You oh, know. Yeah. yeah, and you go, "What's that thermos for?" Yeah, and then you find out what the thermos is for. It's like Johnny. Did you watch the video? You did, right? It was in a Stanley Cup. Uh, the, no. <laughs> yeah, he it was in a Target Stanley Cup. Yeah, he lit himself on fire, and then five women uh, ran at random and fought over the the mug that he <laughs> <laughs> that he had gasoline in. <laughs> oh my god, it's pink! <laughs> <laughs> Some fat bitches ran through the flames. Well, what's so cool? About, and uh, like, it's cool about it. But you know, he goes, "This is um, this is not worse. What I'm about to do is not worse than what's going on in Palestine." Right. And so he sort of poses a question to the audience, which is. When I light myself on fire, you're going to watch this, and you have to decide, is this worse than what's happening in Palestine? And it's not. And I think for that, it's, like, so impressive where you're watching this video, and you go, yeah, don't light yourself on fire. Do you like think he knew he was going to die? Like, friends and family that I talked to. 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I assume when you light yourself on fire, you're like, you think it's possible. Pretty sure I'm yeah. going to die. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, sometimes if they get you with an extinguisher real fast, you can not die. But even then, you'll be usually pretty fucked up. Yeah. But you're watching this horrifying thing and it sucks and it's sad. Unless you're being in like a fun mood, it's sad, right? If you want to like look at it as an adult, you go, this is terrible. And you're watching a body like scream free Palestine and then fall over and, you know, more right. flames and all these terrible things. But still, the whole time you're going, oh, that thing he said right before he did it that this isn't worse than what's happening in Palestine. Is that true? And you're watching a body go up in flames, and you're going, no, this isn't worse. Mm -hmm. This was his choice, you know, his decision. It's like- He'd probably still be alive if it wasn't for- He's 25, you know? I think the oldest man in Palestine right now is 24, so. (laughs) That was tasteless. Sorry. You're tacky. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, Scott's right. Like, he gave that speech where he says, you know, this is what our ruling class has decided- to, will be normal. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a massacre like just a couple days later of more than 100 people just murdered because they were starving to death and trying to get food. Yeah, Is like a, a food truck. I'm visualizing a food truck. Basically, yeah. yes. Is there a way to kill yourself that could also kind of like ruin someone's day? Like I would like <laughs> if I could make... <laughs> Like, I would like to be in the White House press briefing room. I don't know who that guy is, that spokesperson. Not John right. Kirby, but, like, the younger guy. or I don't know, whoever it is. Well, they um, probably pat you down there, right, in the in the briefing room? Maybe, but I would love to be, like, but I would love to just go in with, like, a like a giant Alka-Seltzer, like, this big, and just and just swallow it <laughs> during, the, during the press conference and just get up and just explode and just get, yeah. get blood all over that. Mike suit. shows up with uh, Coca-Cola and Pop Rocks. Yes, They're like, don't do it, Mike. Yes. <laughs> don't do it. And it's just like, pop, 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 in your mouth. <laughs> I'm a freak. I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. chewing mental. For Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want my I just want my stomach to explode like a seagull because <laughs> I ate too much Alka Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, any weapons? Nope, just this just this dinner plate sized Alka Seltzer that I'll be snacking on <laughs> throughout the course of the meeting. Just my lunch of Coca Cola and Mentos. <laughs> no yeah. weapons at all, sir. Yeah. Sorry, I have a medical condition. I can't drink water. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Wait, have you seen have you seen that guy, that gay guy on TikTok? No. It's like I'm gonna make my water for the day. And he takes water and he like adds like <laughs> flavoring to it and colors and like edible glitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like doesn't like water. You know these people who don't like the taste of water. I've met a few, yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like, mate, oh, I wanna find it now. I wanna show it to you guys. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have a few buddies who I mean, maybe now they've changed their minds, but when we were in our twenties, they were like anti water and they mm-hmm. thought that was like uh cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've always been pro-water, dude. Uh, oh, I mentioned this Intercept article with Anat Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, but the Intercept article... Go like, ahead, I'm going to find this. Sure. It it very thoroughly debunks the New York Times story, which, you know, if, if uh, you remember, the New York Times came out with this story. It was called um, uh, Screams Without Words about, right. you know, mass Hamas rape on October 7th. Dude, I and, haven't read the New York Slime since then. Right. Yeah, we know, we know what Sean calls it. But we know gonna, what we're not going to say it. Again we know on what the show. we call it. We're not going to say it again on the show. Of course not. Yeah. Some of my favorite flavors. You can't go. Okay, this is a guy Make drinking flavor. Water of the day. Oh, what flavor am 
I gonna choose today? Look at this. I am going to go for a Sonic Ocean Water. And then I'm also going to be using one of these blueberry high C packets. These have honestly become one of my favorite packets to use because it tastes like blueberry jello. It just tastes so Guys that put uh, wear makeup look like magicians, right? It's funny that gay guys think like that they would have makeup, but it's magicians. Yeah. Very. Let's give that a little mixeroonie. I am going to add in my ice. I mean, you get you guys get the gist, but you get the gist. He's doing more than water in this a cup. Is, I I don't think we can have Medicare for all now. I'm not paying for this fucking guy's health care. You know? This is... <clears throat> this is, I don't want to be in a society with, with him. Okay. All right. So the intercept. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. So this New York Times story comes out, I think, November last year or December around then. Do you have a message from Nick Fuentes? That's somebody else. No, I follow him on Telegram and I get all his alerts. Oh, okay. He wished me a happy birthday. He did? Uh, well, no, on my Twitter. Oh. On one of his alt accounts. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's an alt account. People have alt account. So many people. Well, Nick Fuentes is banned from Twitter. So, oh. yeah, it's, it's not really. He's really Kanye him? West, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. In oh. my replies, you oh. know, and people say he's like a bad guy and you know a white supremacist and a, an FBI informant, mm -hmm. but he wished me a happy birthday. Yeah, he does feel like all those things. <laughs> people say he was there on January sixth and for some reason was never charged and right seems to be uh, <laughs> working with the federal government to <laughs> get groypers uh, set up in sting operations. But I think he's a good guy. <laughs> He wished me a happy 35th. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He actually said F. What? 35th? Yeah, of oh, God. It's, do you guys know the, the Call of Duty meme, press F to pay respects? No. Mm -hmm. No. It's, people do that on like 4chan or whatever. Because if in Call of Duty, you know, one of your buddies gets killed and there's like, you can go to his funeral and the yeah. game lets you play, <laughs> press F yeah. to pay your respects to him. It's like, what, the 20-gun salute or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So you press F. So they'll say F to pay respects to people who died. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, we got sidetracked. New York Times, um, uh, they came out with that story. Yeah, well, now you guys uh, know something about uh, your, your favorite co-host. <laughs> what that I'm best Hi. friends with an FBI <laughs> yeah. informant? Yeah, I never knew that about you, Sean. Yeah, well, I've never had a conversation with him. He just wished me a happy birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but anyways, New York Times report uh, about these fake rapes, and it came out, and everybody was like, "What more proof do you need?" The New York mm -hmm. Times, the most reputable paper, just said there was a bunch of rapes, yeah. and a bunch of people on the internet were like, "Oh yeah, well of course men in war zone rape. It's obvious. Yeah, there's no evidence at all, but let's just assume the Palestinians did rape." And you know, you still see people saying this. Yeah. But The Intercept just came out with this piece today, uh, which very thoroughly debunks how the New York Times actually got this piece, which is mm -hmm. they relied on this this lady, Anat Schwartz, mm -hmm. who's an Israeli filmmaker, former Air Force intelligence official, and of course, quotes on former, because most intelligence officials, mm -hmm. if they leave, they usually just go into a deep, co uh, to a cover assignment. Like, mm -hmm. they pretend they separate, and then they go do something else while still unofficially working for intelligence. But uh, basically, she went on... Um, she's like the main person who collected all the information for this story, all these, you know, fake Hamas rapes. And she had a, uh, on her Twitter feed, she liked a tweet saying that before she like put up this story, she liked a tweet saying that, um, Israel needed to quote, turn this Gaza strip into a slaughterhouse 
quote, violate any norm on the way to victory. Those in front of us are human animals who do not hesitate to violate minimal rules. So this is the New York Times lady who uh, did their story, said that they needed to turn the Gaza Strip into a slaughterhouse, was also photographed with Eve Bartlow, uh, Bartlow, Mm -hmm. you know, like close friends with her. And um, basically, they found, The Intercept found, that Schwartz did a uh, radio interview with Israeli Army Radio on December 31st. And in it, she says, quote, The New York Times said, let's do an investigation into sexual violence. It was more a case of them having to convince me, she said. Her host cut her off. It it was a proposal of The New York Times, the entire thing. Unequivocally, unequivocally, obviously, of course, she said. The paper stood behind us 200% and gave us the the time, the investment, and the resources to go in-depth this investigation as much as as, possible. as we need it. So it was senior leadership of the New York Times reached out to this Israeli uh, Air Force intelligence official and asked her to come up with fake evidence of rape. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, you know, the Intercept Post even uh, points out where she was like uh, hesitant because she had absolutely no experience in terms of, yeah, Schwartz said she was initially re- reluctant to take the assignment because she did not want to look at visual images of potential assaults and because she lacked the expertise to conduct such an investigation. So it was like senior leadership of the New York Times reached out to this Israeli intelligence official with no experience investigating sexual assault or rape or whatever and said, yeah, just get us some evidence of sexual violence on October 7th. And that's what she did. And it's like, I don't know. It's crazy because it's the New York Times WMDs in Iraq all over again, but there's never, it doesn't seem- I mean, it makes me want to fly to Israel and actually, just kidding. It doesn't seem like there's well, last time with WMDs, there was no consequences. Like, they kind of admitted, oh, we fucked up later, yeah. but they got their war. They got their war. And it's the same thing with this shit. It's like, I mean, hopefully there will be... Con- the New York Times is currently investigating the leak as to, like, how it leaked out that there was, like, a lot of uh, dissent within the paper about this story. Yeah. But um, they kind of... They, they were able to cover up a genocide for several months with this completely bullshit story. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of as much good reporting as there is at the New York Times, that's sort of their role is to be a, uh, a credible institutional force that can, you know, launder NATO propaganda when it, when it needs it. Did the lawyer uh, calling Hamas saying that maybe they could sue the New York Times? And so you have this mm, lawyer. Nice. Yeah, representing Hamas suing the New York Times. That's fun. That's would be fair. Yeah. yeah, for slander, for libel. Yeah, for slander. It's yeah. like the same lawyer that works with P Diddy to sue, sue all the people slandering <laughs> him, saying he's a rapist. <laughs> Hamas, Hamas like, innocent, P Diddy innocent. <laughs> Hamas is like, get me P Diddy's lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> or they hire Harvey Weinstein's lawyer because mm-hmm. she's a she's a tough she's a tough bitch. Mm. She's a gr- like a girl boss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know he had um, a lady lawyer. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, of had course. A lady oh, he, that you have That's to. That's so funny. You have of to have a lady. You have to, yeah. when you get accused. Of course. Of you can't so have some. Silly. Yeah. You can't have some guy who's like, "Your Honor, does Mike Racine look like he <laughs> needs to?" F- yeah. Come on, that guy gets a lot of. Mike get pussy that easy. Guy, that guy gets a lot of pussies. What, I, what I'm hearing. Yo. Word at the word on Facebook. <laughs> Your Honor, I hacked the lady comics group. Everybody says they want to have sex with him. <laughs> Everybody loves a guy who's uh, who's five foot eight. Your Honor, does this look like a man who needs to force it? Yeah. I don't think so. But what? But now, why does it feel like they can't? I mean, they can't like put it back in the bottle now. 
What do you mean? The the, the rapes and the, the rapes and the atrocities that Hamas yeah. allegedly committed. Well, it's just such such a huge part of the justification for murdering, starving people and children. Yeah, is like, oh, they're animals. They don't respect the law of war and blah yeah. blah blah. I saw this interview with that guy Scott Ritter, who's like a U.S. military guy. Yeah, the pedophile. Yeah, I know he's. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I did go to his Wikipedia and said, Scott Ritter is a writer, U.S. military personnel, and convicted sex offender. <laughs> um, and I don't know. He's who, innocent just like P. Diddy. <laughs> Scott yeah. Ritter Innocence Project. Yeah. And who are we to... I don't know. But anyway, what? He, well, anyway, he made the point that... I love, I love the Scott Ritter logic of like... Because he was like really against the Iraq war. He like debated mm. Christopher Hitchens on it. And he's mm. like... Damn, I am a huge U.S. government critic. I'm fucking with Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. Yeah, I should respond to this 13-year-old girl text message he made. Right. Or I should text message this obvious undercover cop pretending to be a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. I guess you're just too much of a boomer to understand. Technology. Yeah. Love. Yeah. yeah. Boomers yeah. have a problem with what love is. Like the perception and it was the of Iraq war. So, so it was probably on AOL Instant Messenger. He was like going home and her away message was up. <laughs> He's like, come on, please come back. I miss like you. Some Counting Crows lyrics. Yeah. yeah. God. Just anybody who's listening to the show, just remember if you're listening to the Out for Smokes podcast, 14 year old girls don't want to have sex with you. Yeah, seriously. Just, just don't. You're nobody's, you're not that cool. Just as a little, but anyway, but he was saying, yeah, that, but the Patreons, that's a different story. Right. What are you trying to say? Wait, what? What are you, what's your point? I, was, I would even I argue was trying to yes, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to yes, Andy I there. I it's not, I was even trying if 14 year olds do want to have sex with you. I was trying to yes, it's an indictment yeah. on not you. A pedophile. It makes you not cool. You're yeah. not a pedophile. 14 year olds like, um, lame shit i was trying yeah. to yes and you there and i got i had nothing no no you're like shinji's teacher in neon genesis evangelion yeah turning down what? asuka's advances yeah but what is that what is that that's never a manga that. yeah or it's an anime yeah. no no he said as bad as the u.s is we don't we don't kill our own people well that's not true which isn't right i mean we do it less you we don't do really less, need yeah. to as much but occasionally yeah. you know yeah danny casalaro is a Somebody, uh, we will do an episode on that, by the way. There's a new Netflix documentary called The Octopus. Nice. It's about Danny Casolaro was investigating was the Promise software. Uh -huh. Very obviously, U.S. journalist murdered in 1991 uh, over his investigation into the Promise software. Almost certainly mil uh, military intelligence guy killed him. But we only kill our own people if, if they're like a 21-year-old civil rights activist who's, who are trying to sleep in their own homes. But yes. we don't, we don't, I guess we don't, he was saying we don't do it on a scale of... Uh, what Israel did. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what the hell are you going to do, folks? It's a fucked up, twisted world. We got some... Uh, I'm going to head over to the Patreon. We got a little gossip. You guys yeah. got some gossip? Yeah, we got some yeah, gossip. Do, I guess. Yeah. We'll do, do, do it will be a bit more fun on the Patreon, but I guess, you know, maybe closing thoughts about Aaron Bushnell, because, you know, I do want to give him a rest in power. Yeah. I know that's controversial, but, you know, I think white boys are dressed in power. Oh, I saw that. Someone made up that that's what rest in power was about, right? That it was like black power? You're not, you're not allowed to say rest in power about a, about a white person. Which yeah, it I, turns out that's not true. I always you know, thought it was real. corny. I mean, you know, I, whatever. I don't care what mm -hmm. people do. But I say rest easy, and I think that's corny, too. I mean, but I think I... I think when my dad died, my post was like a picture of him, and I was like, rest easy. Yeah. Yeah, well, somebody yeah, found... it was, yeah. Well, I just yeah. don't like... Uh, I don't... I don't like, I don't want to say it. 
one of the first uh, uh, mainstream usages of um, uh, rest in power was for Rachel Corey, who's, of course, really? an American citizen crushed by an Israeli bulldozer because she was trying to do a peaceful protest against the demolition of Palestinian ho- houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, these are like two American martyrs for Palestine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously I thought that whole discourse was very silly. Very silly. But it's... Um, well, policing language is just never going to... Yeah. It's a losing battle. Yeah. I mean, because like... White people just, even if it is uh, uh, African-American slang, white people are always going to end up using it. Well, yeah, it's like you go to a we wake, say, right? Like the word wake is from Irish people. I don't go like, don't call it a wake. You're like, but my mom's dead and everyone's going to go see her. But don't call it a wake. I'm Irish. It's like odd. Yeah. It's just like words is words. Wow. And we're throwing them around everywhere. Irish people trying to be oppressed again, huh? I, I wasn't trying, trying to be oppressed. I'm trying just to saying words is words. Irish people trying to co-opt the black experience yeah. <laughs> in America. But I guess, you know, just my... This, <laughs> just despicable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My closing thought on yeah. Aaron Bushnell is just, you know, it, it seems helpless a lot, you know, and we have nice, comfortable lives in the West, so it's it's whatever, but things can seem pretty bleak sometimes in terms of the situation of the world if you're an empathetic person, and it's very easy to get cynical and detached, mm-hmm. but Aaron Bushnell, like I said, you know, I'm 35, he was 25, a decade younger than me, and it's... it's, it's it just a, seems like he's a bright guy that... He's a smart guy, He's could, and he was yeah. not mentally ill, and this is, like, completely ridiculous stuff where these liberals said he was mentally ill when they love people who set themselves on fire for Tibet or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Hillary Clinton held up a little, uh, the picture of a little kid who set himself on on fire to protest uh, the Chinese treatment of Tibet, and, you know, she held him up as a martyr. The Arab Spring was set off by the... Tunisian guy who set himself on fire to protest the government there. And now, they, a little he was kid held up as a mother. A little kid setting himself on fire. That's kind of like a little kid changing his gender, right? Like, <laughs> if, is that his idea? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the point was it's like this guy a decade younger than me reminds me that there's. It's, it's a waste to be cynical because there's so much human potential out there in the country, in the United States. Like, there. And a guy like Aaron Bushnell, you see the hunger and the demand in terms of like how interested people are in this story. And also he reveals the enemies of humanity. The people who are like yeah. being very disgusting about Aaron Bushnell are enemies of humanity. And that's a good clarifying event because it reminds you the, the, the separation between good and evil. And it reminds you that there's so much good within the United States. And there's so many people who are like, they're not going to set themselves on fire, but they're they're motivated. They have a symbol. They have a hero now, and he shows us like he shows us the human spirit. Like it's not all fucking maximizing the amount in your bank account and being a cool guy with a lot of cloud. Right. And, you know. Get, it is. It's good that somebody did it. Right. A guy with his entire life ahead of a, him made the ultimate sacrifice for the benefit of the rest of us. He did an entirely selfless action, and there's something very powerful about that. It reminds you yeah. that you don't have to be a, a, a profit-maximizing, self-interested, rational actor. Right. You can do better. There are better things you can do for humanity that will benefit both you and the world. Rest in peace. And head over to alfresmokes.merchshop.com. We'll be selling t-shirts <laughs> with Aaron Bushnell's face on them. Um, and all the all the proceeds will go to uh, getting Scott an apartment that's not his mom's house. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. Please. I can't but, even talk conspiracy with her because uh, she thinks I'm going to... I've noticed that like over the last week when, when I talk about politics with her, there's like this, uh-oh, she thinks I might kill her in her sleep. 
Because there's an element of that going on, of like, oh, there's crazy people who have conspiratorial ideas, but it turns right. out it's like the world we live in. Yeah. So you're just trying to convey the news to her, and I could see in her eyes this like, yeah. uh-oh. And yeah. nobody, beheading. nobody, rest in peace to all the martyrs, Aaron Bushnell, the guy who cut his dad's head off to protest <laughs> illegal immigration. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the American <laughs> martyrs. How funny, that yeah. guy thought he was doing what Bushnell kind, you know, like he was in a headspace of. Right, yeah. Wow. What a dummy. And t-shirts.alfersmokes.com. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Um, All right, yeah. Rest in peace, Aaron Bushnell. Right. Patreon. Over on Patreon, patreon.com slash alfersmokes. Bye-bye.